0: Hello there. C-Note here. I, um, I want to talk a little bit about cracking the ego wide open. There's something recently that happened to me. Uh, I have just figured out that my Enneagram type is not what I thought it was. <laughs> that I am actually a sexual one, not a sexual five in the Enneagram. And this affects me as an INTP. This affects me as a person. And that's... I originally thought I was a sexual five in that I was more emotional than most INTPs and most fives, but being a one makes me realize that the emotions exist ever present. Now, to provide a little bit of a distinction, ones in general are an anger type. They are more, um, their center of intelligence is in the body. So they're a body type and anger is the passion of Enneagram 1. For fives, the passion is avarice, avarice being kind of like a greed or a withholding kind of thing, a hoarding of sorts, hoarding energy, time, information, uh, and um, the the center of intelligence for a five is in the head. So there's already some clear distinctions there that being a body type versus a head type creates a whole different vibe and the reasons that i connected with being a sexual one and not a sexual five is that well first of all i was i've been editing content for one of my clients who does enneagram work and has for 20 to 30 years and as i was listening to that content it was hitting me it like made me feel intensely emotional whereas with being a five it just kind of made me feel comfortable i was like yeah that's me it's fine whatever But this was just like opening up my ego and just being like, ah, you're exposed. Ah, look at you. Uh, Look at you. And just kind of like took the mask off and made me feel super uncomfortable. And um, it made me realize how much anger is within me. I have a lot of anger that's just kind of like simmering all the time. It's kind of like the Hulk in that um, I'm always angry. Right. (laughs) And I I didn't realize how much anger was persistent and how, you know, as a one, ones could be both very self-critical or critical of others. So as a sexual one, I'm more intensely focused on being critical of others. Um, The nickname for the sexual one is typically the reformer. And as I was listening to the content, I'm like, am I trying to reform INTPs? (laughs) Am I trying to change who they are? Am I trying to make INTPs better? In a lot of ways, yes. Um, But... I might be doing it in a way that is a projection and projection is sort of the thing that ones tend to do or at least sexual ones tend to do onto others. um, That uh, is sort of like the, the fixation, not the actual fixation. There's a, there's a name for the fixation, which is uh, um, uh, what's the word. I'm forgetting the word. I'll come back to it. Um, But the idea with the, with ones being a one is that I'm very both self-critical and critical of others. Since I'm a sexual one, I'm critical of others first. And, um, I've just, once I heard that, I started realizing it was like, I opened a closet and all of the projections I've ever made uh, uh, on others suddenly fell on top of me. (laughs) And it was a real, it was a real shit show. If I'm, if I'm being honest, um, there was an entire personal history that suddenly came into clear view as to what I've been doing. Um, I have a lot of podcast episodes that document this. Um, and it's actually a little bit embarrassing now to go back to some of my content because I'm realizing how much I'm projecting. Um, and as a person who's like kind of a personal growth bodybuilder of sorts, um, the, the growth path for a one is to get worse, which is why I'm doing this on my phone <laughs> And just using my my headphones and um, trying to keep this basic and simple. It's why I'm hanging out in the void. Because I'm kind of in a void <laughs> right now. Um, discovering this and discovering your Enneagram, Enneagram type, your actual Enneagram type, tends to open up some wounds. Um, it probably depends on your age. I mean, I'm 35, so, um, you know, there's a lot to sift through. And that's really what... Um, that's really what the deal is here, is that there is suddenly the mask that I was wearing, the mask of feeling like I was Enneagram five, or another type, where my ego was like, Great, yes, let's be an Enneagram five. Let's use this as an excuse to not let our anger out. Ha 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 um and uh, and keep wearing that mask. It, it, it was, um, once, once I took that mask off, I've been in just this, I've been hanging out in the void ever since the mask came off. And, uh, it's been hard to make content. It's been hard to think. It's been really difficult to trust, um, everything up to this point. And, you know, am I doing, am I doing the work for the right things? Am I, am I doing this work for the right reasons? Am I trying to change other people or am I trying to grow myself one of the things that has been really helpful for me lately has been uh human design, which is strange because it's a little bit closer tied to astrology, but there are some elements in there that have actually pointed to listening to my body more. And this was before I started learning about being a one. Um, so being a one is, is again, an emphasis on the body, how I feel in my body and in human design, I'm a generator. A generator is more of a, uh um, Sacral chakra focused type. It's very much a body centered type of person. And in human design, there are open centers. There's basically chakras, and the open centers are the places where you're more likely to be programmed by the outside world in some way uh, through. I I think it's kind of interesting. I'm, you know, something to experiment with, right? It's not like a religion or something that you take just at face value. Like you use it and you say like, okay, this is a prompt. It's like looking at tarot cards. It's, it's just a prompt. It's just trying to coax out what's in your head already. And essentially human design has helped me to start to ask those questions of myself. And the three questions that came up for me in human design are, am I answering other people's questions? Am I avoiding truth and confrontation? And, um, What is the third one? I always forget the third one in a series of things that I have to say. Um, uh, Damn. But the the first one is, I'm going to reiterate it. So um, am I answering other people's questions? Oh, okay. I got it. Am I answering other people's questions? Am I avoiding truth or confrontation? And do I have something to prove? And those questions usually lead me to some version of, um, you know, if I'm doing those things, if I feel like I'm trying to prove something, if I feel like I'm avoiding confrontation or truth, or if I'm avoiding, um, or or if I'm avoiding answering my own questions, or rather answering other people's questions instead of my own, uh, I tend to get into a little bit of a frustration, and I get kind of angry. And uh, that connects with the one stuff, you know, one being anger, the center of uh, attention, the, the, the passion, rather, not the center of attention, but the passion. Um, really highlights how much I've been, um, I've had anger within me in, you know, multiple systems at this point. And INTPs, as an extroverted feeler in their in inferior function, we can have outbursts of anger. And if I'm not, um, if I'm not checking myself, if I'm not being present, if I'm not uh, uh, accessing other aspects of my personality, then I'm going to just withhold all of this anger in my body, feel tense, feel all sorts of physical ailments, and, um, you know, experience that sort of difficulty. So it's, it's been an interesting revelation to realize that I'm a one in the Enneagram and not a five. So at, at its core, ones are trying to be good people. Ones are almost like the type that has fallen furthest from... God or whatever manifestation of source that you have in your your life. Um, And assuming that because I can notice every imperfection or have judgments about imperfections in the world, that it is my job to fix it. And that's why I have this YouTube channel trying to help INTPs, um, which I still think is a noble cause. I'm doing the best that I can. Um, But I'm also realizing how much I need to pull back on how much I'm invested in that. Um, in in that, you know, I can't change the world. I can't fix the world. And again, like I talked about being embarrassed with previous um, podcasts or topics or anything like that. It's um, it's been a, a, a revelation to me that everything that I've projected in terms of, let's say, cancel culture, for example, um, I get really upset about it. Not because of the issues, you know, I care about all of the same kind of issues. I I, I'm a little bit slightly more left term and politically. Uh, I'm pretty, I try to stay center as best as I can. Um, but, but the problem I have is that there are essentially people who are trying to be good people by projecting ill intent onto others, you know, being sexist about sexism, racist, racist about racism. And, uh, you know, believing everything lives on this better or worse scale and, um, you know, basically violating principles of what I think makes a good person in order to project goodness out into the world. Um, and, and that's why I've been frustrated by it. It's not about the issues itself. It's the, it's the behavior. And I've, I've been realizing how much in my life I've been fixated on behavior and it makes it a challenge as an extroverted feeling inferior and makes it a challenge as a person who is trying to be an authority and build a YouTube channel. You know, I'm trying to not um, undersell myself in terms of, uh, of, of what I can bring to the world. And that's the challenge I've had in the last two weeks is really just really beating myself up for having been this way. Um, but then there's also this process of acceptance accepting that this is what makes the most sense as to what my personality has been and to start to make adjustments. And I think that serves and hopefully serves as an example of how it's going to hurt when you figure out your Enneagram type or your person or your Myers Briggs type or, or things about yourself that you've done over the course of your personal history that have hurt people in some way, shape or form and having to reconcile with that you know, that's really what I've been doing is reconciling with that. And that's a process. But inherently, basically, the idea is that like as an INTP or whatever your Enneagram type is, it's it's not about beating yourself up for, for being that type. It's it's about realizing and accepting, OK, this is my reality. This is my brain. This is what my ego fixation is. And in a lot of ways, I think of Myers-Briggs as like how our brain functions and Enneagram is how our ego functions. And the ego being uh, sort of a fixation on either safety, security, uh, one of the instincts that we have, whether that's um, sexual self preservation or social instincts. And uh, really putting those out into the world to uh, allow us to keep existing, to, uh, to you know, to, 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 battle things to protect ourselves against things or to fit into things so all of those bits and pieces of ourselves are you know aspects of our personality and and there's this acceptance process that i'm still very much going through i'm i'm not i'm not the be all end all expert on this by any means um but hopefully it can serve as somewhat of an example. So I want to do another video in the future, differentiating a little bit clearer between ones and fives because I started to, and didn't really get there. Um, but you know, as an Enneagram one, I'm a little bit more fixated on good thing, being a good person and doing good work, which is why I'm more productive than maybe the typical INTP. And I know there are INTPs who are ones and have related to me. And I, I, I actually feel bad because some ones I think have come into my comments and I've dismissed them and I feel terrible about that and I apologize. And I want to be more patient to my fellow ones, but I also want to acknowledge that I was impatient because you reminded me of me and that made me upset. And that's a lot of the times what triggers are. When you're triggered by something, there's probably something in that, that reminds you of you and makes you uncomfortable and makes you fearful and afraid. And that triggered me, you know, INTPs coming into my comments and trying to undermine my authority or, or tell me that I am, uh, basically tell me that I'm wrong and give their own opinion or theory instead. Um, you know, that that's frustrating to me, but that's, I do the same thing and I've done the same thing. And so I want to acknowledge you and I apologize if I've been harsh in the comments to you and I'm, I'm trying to be more accepting of myself so I can be more accepting of you and allow for uh, a, a greater discussion and to allow your perspective to be heard. Cause I know that you're simply just also trying to be a good person like me or feel that you're a good person and, and trying to, um, you know, trying to make the world a better place uh, through your words, just as much as I'm doing it through my words. So, uh, you know, I encourage you to build your own platform, and I'm going to, and, I, and I encourage you to build your own platform, and I'm going to find my own ways to express that um, through this channel, giving you some advice on how to build your own channel and speak. So I'll probably cover some sexual one things or or enneagram one stuff on this channel every so often as well. And uh, I'm not going to leave fives in the dust. You know, if you're a five or even a nine, which typically INTPs tend to be a one, a five, a nine. There are some fours, there are some other types out there as well, so it's not going to be just that. And if you do have questions, leave them in the comments, and I'll, I'll work it out and see if there's something I can do there. Um, but I do want to do a video about ones and fives, but I think the biggest difference is that fives are a head type, and fives more so like to live in their head. It's more like um, fives really thrive in confusion in a, in a lot of ways. Um, So that when you have discussions with people or arguments, you can kind of remain intellectually superior by not necessarily agreeing with what you're saying, but just know that you can dance around someone (laughs) intellectually and uh, they can't keep up. Um, Once we like to have the answer, you know, I like to have the answer. You know, if I'm when I'm searching for like my headphones, for example, I know the criteria of what I'm looking for. And once I found them, I boom, that's the thing. Uh, right? That's that's the one I want. I'm not looking for more headphones. Whereas I, I know a lot of INTPs and INTPs who are probably fives that really love staying confused for a long time. and um, And I don't say love in terms of actively loving it, but it's an ego fixation. And just as much as anger is my ego fixation, I really love to express myself through my anger in comedic ways. So when I get kind of like loud or ridiculous... That's me expressing my anger and letting out steam. I'm almost like, uh, like Boo from Dragon Ball, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, um, just like, <laughs> um, so, uh, um, you know, just like letting that out uh, all throughout my day and realizing how much anger really exists. Whereas for for fives being a head type, it's like staying in your head whereas for ones it's like my body wants to react or has a knowledge about what i want to do or has the right answer and i just kind of instinctually what i mean body i mean instinctually like my instinct instincts know what the right answer is or, or or have a sense of what is right or wrong um based on you know my perception of what's right or wrong um And once that gets to the head, the head criticizes uh, what I want to do and, and makes me confused. And that makes me angry. and makes me frustrated. Whereas fives stay in the head and love being in the head. But then when it comes to getting in the body or in the heart, expressing yourself or getting into action, that's when things get tricky and frustrated. So with the Enneagram in general, the idea is to have you know, fully complete yourself as a person. The Enneagram is like dynamic moving symbol. So there are arrow lines, there are wings, there are all sorts of different um, modalities to shift through and be in. And and the idea is to not just stay in your type. It's not about tri-type. I don't subscribe to tri-type. You have a one type, but that's your center of gravity in a sense. So me as a one, sometimes I'll be in nine or two, or sometimes I'll go back to seven and go up to four, depending on, my situation, depending on where I am. And there's constant movement. And anytime we stay stuck at that singular point, for me, whenever I stay stuck at one, that's a good sign that, you know, if you get to know the other personality types that you're connected to, that's a, that's a good sign that if you're stuck, that you need to shift your weight, you know, it's like standing still for too long. You, you you know, your leg cramps up or something like that. You need to move. You need to keep movement and be dynamic. And that's what I mean by dynamic personality. When I've talked about that concept in other videos is that we are moving and shifting and changing. The Enneagram is a great example of this. Myers-Briggs can be the same way. You know, we have an introvert and extrovert side. We have an intuitive and sensor side. We have a thinking and feeling side. We have a perceiving and judging side, but we shift based on the circumstances. Now we rubber bands back to who we are when we say our personality, that's what we rubber band back to. So our, that's our preference. So being an INTP is your preference, your your uh, subconscious. So being an INTP is your subconscious preference. And that's what you rubber band back to. So same with me being a one. that's what I rubber band back to when I spend a little time in seven or four, or all these other places, you know, that's what ends up happening. So if you were a five, you know, you go back to eight and up to seven, Or you can go down to four and up to six and spend some time there, uh, depending on your situation. So the wings are typically an evolution. The arrows are a revolution. That's a whole other thing that is for another time. But um, basically, the idea here is that, first of all, if you're having trouble figuring out your Enneagram type, I suggest picking up Beatrice Chestnut's The Complete Enneagram. That's an amazing book. And also, when I'm done editing the content that I'm working on for my client— I'm going to share some of that stuff with you guys too, because that's an amazing, uh, there's an amazing series of programs that are coming for each Enneagram type that um, I'm super proud to be a part of. And I think is going to be massively helpful for not only diagnosing your type, but then being able to get some growth advice because these are just starter kits, but man, they've really rocked my world in, in, in an acceptance and diagnostic kind of way, but then also, realizing my potential and accepting who I am and, um, feeling like I can start to get out of this void now and start to make these videos and express myself a little bit more clearly. So, um, this was a little bit more of a podcast style ramble because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to practice some imperfection (laughs) as I was starting to squeeze a little bit and, and get a little bit too perfect on the podcast and on the YouTube videos and stuff. I'm trying to let go a little bit. So, Uh, Instead of trying to find the perfect circumstances in which I need to create something, I'm just getting in the car. I'm kind of (laughs) cold because the heat's not on, because it makes too much noise. Um, But this is a good compromise, and um, hopefully you get something out of this. So I just want to say that I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this podcast or watching this video. If you go to dopamine.life and if you're an INTP, there's a free ebook. If you sign up for our email list, you'll get that in your email inbox pretty much right away. I think we're within the hour. And then, um, you'll be able to sign up for our mighty networks group from there to join us, uh, in a small group of people with some exclusive content and other things that I'm working on there. And I've got other big plans for this year that, um, uh, hopefully we'll consolidate some stuff that I'm working on and simplify some things. That's kind of my path right now is, is getting away from being so perfect that I overcomplicate things. That's kind of like the, 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 int- the introverted thinking version of, of perfection is overcomplicating and trying to simplify and trying to make it so that we talk more often, even if I have to do it here on my phone, uh, in my car, with not exactly perfect audio, but um, you know, this is this is just what we're doing. So, uh, you know, this 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 whole situation has cracked my ego wide open, and that's really what I'm talking about here with with that sort of idea. And um, so, when you figure out your personality type or your Enneagram type, you know, growth is hard. Growth is going to hurt, and it's going to be difficult. But that's why I I'm here. That's why other personal growth experts are here. Um, there are all sorts of resources. Even if it's not me, you know, there's Personality Hacker, there's uh, cpenneagram.com, there's Beatrice Chestnut, there's all sorts of amazing teachers who are teaching the Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, Dario Nardi does all sorts of great work with Myers-Briggs. And, um, you know, just just know that you're not alone and everything will be okay. And we're here for you and we got you. So um, that's it. So take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya.